The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I can use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, June 9, 2018, broadcasting live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Soundstage. Today, in the early 1900s, the Netherlands, also known as Holland, was the center of premium cigars. Hundreds of small companies and factories made excellent cigars all by hand by the Dutch people. Four generations later, they have premium cigars now called Balmoral, and it's getting a lot of attention. With us will be Zev Kamenetsky. Kamenetsky, the National Sales Director of Royal Agio, will join us. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in its ninth year, making you, you it saw the my pause. longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. And we're going to smoke Balmoral. Bart Barry, what's the cigar? Well, today's first cigar is the Balmoral Inejo XO. And it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Royal Agio. I'm sure that's, I think that's pronounced hugs and kisses. No. No. <laughs> the size <laughs> we're in smoke, my world. The size we're smoking is the Gran Toro, which measures 6x52, and it features a Brazilian Ari Paraca sun-grown wrapper over a Dominican binder with fillers from Brazil, Mata Norte, Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. A single cigar will set you back $10.99, while a box of 20 is just... $194.99, which is a savings of almost $25, or just over 11% of the single price at TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Beautiful cigar. Foot band on the bottom. you got to make sure you take that off. You slide it off. What do you do? Do you peel it off? Do you slide it off? I'm a slider because I don't like to mess around. Just in case any glue got on there, I just give it a little wiggle and pull. Pull it off. Pull it off. So this is part of the care package. People are smoking the cigar along with yes, us. Yes, they are. All right. So look at it. It's beautiful. Smell the, the base of the cigar, the whole body of the cigar. Mm. A little chocolatey. Mm. Like if you were to have, the, there's this plant called chocolate mint. And you break. A plant. Yeah, you break off the mint leaves and you chew it. And it has a very, very subtle cocoa taste to it along with the mint. You take the mint out completely. And that kind of chocolate. It's chocolate from chocolate mint, but without the mint. I've heard of chocolate mint ice cream, but never chocolate mint. A plant. real thing? There's a real plant. Yeah. Really? Ed Sullivan, you know for a fact that that's what you're smelling on the body of the cigar. No. Listen, you, you said chocolate mint, and then you took all the mint out. How is that different that from chocolate? chocolate? Because it's that chocolate mint. Without the mint. Just because I'm the only <laughs> one with a palate up here, I get picked on. Well, you're not paladin, you're just smelling. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all the other brands were raising prices, Perdomo 
cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Now, let's light this up with a, a new lighter. Yeah, two very familiar brands have begun appearing uh, on cigar accessories from the Lotus slash Integral Logistics Company. The company has entered into a partnership with Lifestyle Brands, LLC, to bring the Margaritaville and Landshark brands to cigar cutters, lighters, ashtrays, and cases. With the items bearing iconic imagery and lyrics from singer, songwriter, and best-selling author Jimmy Buffett. Today we're going to use the Triple Torch Lighter. It is uh, triple wind-resistant torch flames, tinted, patented, big-ass tank, the large flame adjuster, it lights up to 12,000 feet above sea level. It comes in a package that is designed to look like a six-pack. It retails for $19.99, and this is the Landshark lighter. Are you a parrot head? No. No? Now, this lighter, the, the, the cap on it is the coolest part of all, the flip-top part. It's a bottle cap. It's got the We've bottle got a whole cap beer around. theme going on there. It's named, isn't there a beer, Landshark beer? Yes, there is. It's got a whole thing going on. And it's 5 o'clock somewhere, so why ain't we drinking? I know something about Barry Stein. He's a... Uh, alcoholic? No, no, no. He's not. He's a workaholic. Alcoholic? He's a workaholic. Who drinks at work. And he only drinks at work. So that's, that's what he's got you going on. An alcoholic. All right. With us now is the new national sales director for Royal Agio Cigar, Zev Kemeninsky. Anything good close? Afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Actually, I guess it's morning, afternoon, wherever you are. I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. You're, you're operating out of Florida? Yep. I'm uh, outside of Tampa, Florida. Okay. Is that home base there for Royal Agio now? Yeah. Royal Agio's base is actually just a little bit south in Bradenton. Okay. I'm uh, a little bit north in Tampa now. That's a whole story. All right. So you've been around. You're not new to the cigar industry. Your name has come up many, many times um, through um, not just Drew Estates, where you, you last left, uh, but Camacho uh, slash Davidoff back in the day. In the early, early days, um, Royal Agio is most known for Agio Panther, the little right. um, European little cigars. Uh, that's how I know them best. And um, there was brand years ago, I think they're still out there, which is Al Capone. And that's where you originally started with the, with the cigarillos? Yeah, actually, I started my tobacco industry career with uh, Intercontinental Cigar with Al Capone's. I was one of their uh, traveling reps out on the road. Back in the day. I mean, how many years ago was that? Uh, it's about, I think I was about 11, 10 or 11 years All ago right. is when I started that. All right. So you've been around a long time for a young man. You've been, you've been in this business a long time. Yeah, I've been here a long time. It's kind of funny. People make fun of me all the time. How you been around so long and we never met you? And I keep trying to explain to them I did that on purpose. Right, right. <laughs> no, but you're usually handling major accounts, right? That, that's been your forte? Um, actually, you know, it was ironic is I've actually stayed away from some of the major accounts. What I've actually been is uh, somebody who's kind of helped shape and uh, design and run the sales forces themselves. Um, I, you know, I guess I pride myself, you know, I'm going to brag about myself, but I think I was a pretty good rep. I did a pretty good job. Uh, I learned pretty much what not to do very quickly, and I've really just tried to help people move their careers forward in the sales world. I've handled a lot of the uh, more regionally larger, you know, uh, brick-and-mortar accounts, but my entire career has really been brick-and-mortar solely. Oh, okay. In the Florida market? Um, all over. I was actually, when I started in tobacco, I was based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, my territory with Intercontinental was the Carolinas, Virginia, and D.C. 
It's actually kind of ironic. I was calling on a Craig Cass of Tinderbox Security. Sure, I know Craig a, well. Al, yes. As his Al Capone guy. And uh, he asked me one day, he's like, hey, you ever consider selling real cigars? Which <laughs> to me is still kind of funny. And I yeah. laughed. And I was like, what does that mean? And he's basically been my mentor. It's because of him that I ended up in the premium cigar business, first with Camacho and then Drew Estate and now Royal Agio. Okay, so now with Drew Estate, you're there with Drew Estate, and, and at that time, Balmoral and, and the whole Agio portfolio was being distributed through, through Drew Estate. Is that right? That is correct. Actually, ironically, in my 10 or 11 years of being in cigars, I've actually sold Royal Agio's products for almost half of it. Uh, when I was first with Camacho, it was during the merger with Davidoff and Kusano, which I like to call Kusmachidoff. And uh, there were some mergers, and we actually were selling the uh, Royal Agio products at that point. Then, when I switched over to Drew Estate about two That's or right. three years later, they took over the U.S. distribution. So, for about half of my cigar industry career, I've actually worked with the family, whether on a lower level or a little bit higher level, selling the products. Ah, you know, now, look at that connection. I, I didn't even... Uh Remember that, that it was Cusano with, that was distributing the Royal Agio then. So you've been with them through all this. All right, so uh, you, you know the product well because you carried it through three different companies. You, pr you probably know the product what, better than most. Better than the people running it in the U.S. now because you've had it for all through three different conceptions of that product. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's amazing. It's a product that's especially the, uh, the Panther Cigarillos, which you brought up, the Maharis. They've been in this market for decades. Um, but so many people, they've gone from Ashton um, and other distributors we've talked about, you know, I've really had a good experience with their products, knowing where they fit into people's uh, taste profiles uh, on, you know, what they enjoy, who's going to enjoy what types of products. I was even around for the original introduction of the Balmoral Añejo 18, as well as the Balmoral Añejo XL. Now, do I remember the Balmoral years ago? Did it, did it exist years ago, maybe looking different or something? I remember the brand. There, there is, there isn't, there was an international version. Um, there is that was sold for years. It is a brand they've used for a while. It's a namesake that they've had for a good, good amount of time. Um, this is just the newest reiteration of it uh, for for the, uh, I guess, for the U.S. market and worldwide. Okay, so uh, you know, I kind of remember it like during the cigar boom days or something uh, of, of different color packaging and things. But what I don't remember is how bold this cigar. In flavor is because in those days cigars were kind of mild. I would say this is no mild cigar. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of power here in this in this cigar. Yeah, you know, when uh, Boris, who uh, currently runs the company and you know one of the original, the fourth generation owner, um, he's always been a tobacco guy. And uh, when he put this one together, um, what he was looking for was something that was a good balance of complexity and smoothness, but not on the mild side, which is why he kind of used the tobaccos that he did. Um, he's very familiar with tobaccos. He wanted something that would meet a large majority of people's uh, profiles, in a sense. You know, a mild guy will find it not too overbearing, a lot of flavor, uh, complexity, but easy to understand. Um, whereas a fuller, fuller body guy would actually get to enjoy it, enjoy the flavors, obviously not have that oomph that they're used to, but, you know, something for them maybe a morning cigar. So this is the direction that he went with it. For this reiteration, uh, Mr. Jonathan, I don't know how well you know Mr. Jonathan, but he has a uh, supposedly non-sexual crush on Boris, uh, following him around at last year's trade show, like everywhere. Well, he he, I was trying to get knighted. Uh, that, was, that was my goal. I want to be knighted. 
I'd be- like you to call me sir, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> because well, you're going to have to follow me then. I'm going to be the first bald one. There we go. Because Royal Agio, which is the company name, is in fact royalty. Yeah, it was actually, it's funny that you brought that up. It's, when I was first getting involved in this and started to learn, that was the first question I asked. I mean, are you calling yourself Royal Agio or are you truly royalty? And I mean, obviously, I don't have all the details. I wasn't around back then. From what I understand, uh, it was like 2004. I think it was their 100th anniversary. And they were uh, received the Dutch Royal Red designation for a business. And they actually changed their name. It, it really is, you know, outside of tobacco, just from a business standpoint, it's something really to be proud of. Um, and if I understand the rules correctly, I mean, the company has to be family-owned, has to be 100 years old, it has to be profitable, and it has to be debt-free. And I think there's only four right now that have this designation. One is uh, KLM, I think it's, what is it, Royal Dutch Airlines. One is Royal Shell, which I'm sure most of us are familiar with Shell gasoline we put in our gas tanks. Sure. Uh, there's one other, and then obviously these guys. So, um, you know, through four generations, they've been able to really do something that's unheard of in, in their neck of the woods. All right, so now we know what it requires, Jonathan. You need to have a 100-year-old company. And we no, that's BS. Debt-free. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> so, I've got more than 100,000 downloads, so yeah? I should be qualified. Downloads. When they made those rules, they didn't know about podcasting at the time. Ah. So, um, Zev, I know you have a little bit, of, and, and you can certainly – Tell me to shut up at any time. Shut and you up. don't have to answer this. Tell him. Uh, shut but up. I, I know you have, you have a bit of a sordid past when it comes to cigar bloggers. So do you, which <laughs> one do you think is more important to the cigar industry? The cigar geek who's followed on social media and can get you potentially noticed by, and I'm putting this in air quotes, the world, or the consumer that buys box after box of your stuff? Well, if you'd asked me that question 10 years ago, I would have definitely immediately just said uh, no bloggers. But obviously, it's, it's evolved since then. Um, you know, I kind of had a funny run in with them the first time. I was new to the industry. I didn't know what to expect. But, you know, as you guys have evolved or they have evolved and as everybody with, with media and cigars has evolved, it's become much more serious. I think back then, the reason I had this thing, I mean, I was at the first Chattanooga tweet up. Anybody and everybody who just took a cigar, smoked it, and told you what you thought online, called themselves a blogger. You avoided but, me like the plague at the tweet-up. Uh, That's like for that. obvious oh. reasons, <laughs> yeah. though, Barry. It has nothing to do with you being a blogger. It was a personal no. decision. But, you know, you know, obviously nowadays, you know, you know, at the end of the day, listen, we want to make a good product, product that the consumer is going to enjoy, the consumer is going to want to buy, the consumer is going to want to smoke. But all of the media involved in almost any product nowadays is necessary. I mean, how do you... How does somebody even know what the product is? Somebody right now is watching or listening to this show, uh, got it in their care pack, is smoking it, is listening to me make a fool of myself, but it gives them an option to try. Without that, it would just be orphaned on a store shelf, you know, or, or in a catalog somewhere. So, you know, yes, at the beginning, I have a very sordid past. It is kind of funny. I think uh, I got my first lesson in karma, but uh, <laughs> I really do believe that obviously, you know, especially at the IPCPR, I mean, where do we get the word out of our new products? Sure. It's, it's, it's a necessary thing right nowadays, and I'm glad that it's become more structured, more serious, and uh, really have learned to respect some of them greatly. And Just some not of them, Some of them is the key word. <laughs> <laughs> some of them is a key word. So uh, what are the brands of Royal Agio? All right, currently in the U.S. market, uh, you guys started off, obviously the, the brands are the Panther premium cigars, Mahari's as well, which are premium cigarillos. 
Um, we have the Balmoral Añejo XO, which everybody is smoking right now. And uh, we have a Panther Dominican, which is a uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut, uh, inexpensive, good quality cigar. Really so good. as of today, that is really what we are. I mean, very simple, very boutique. This isn't for us about volume, about just throwing everything at the wall. It's just about getting products that people enjoy and making sure that we grow with it. I mean, they've been around 100 years. Slow growth is what they know, slow and steady. So they had, they had their distribution for many years through different people, and they tried it back and forth. What is the reason for them going off on their own? You know, it's funny because I was actually part of that conversation when the decision was, well, I wasn't part of the conversation, but I was there at Drew Estate when they both sides made the decision to separate. What I really think it came down to is obviously as leadership learns more, as they learn more about the American markets, um, it really became evident to them that, you know, to be as big as they are and do as much business as they are, but to be very small in this market, that really who can tell a story better than the people themselves? Um, you know, anybody who, who makes a cigar is going to tell the story better even than I will because they themselves are the producers. They know what they put into it. They know what their heart and soul. So this way, by having a dedicated team, we can have the focus on our brands. And your brands in other countries besides the United States is a monster brand. So the people understand you're producing more cigars and sold in other countries than this country is even receiving of in the premium market. Right. I mean, you guys sell millions and billions of cigars. Yeah, I mean, right now, they're the number four cigar producer in the world. The top four, it's over 750 million sticks a year. All right. That's a monster. Right. There it is. It's a mon and it's, it's funny how the U.S. looks at some of these companies that end up coming in. You know, you, you saw when um, Henry Wintermans came into the U.S. and people are like, you know, who are they or whatever. And then they end up buying um, CAO. And then after they buy CAO, the next step is they buy General Cigar. And it was Henry Wintermans that ended up doing it. Nobody even knew who they were. I knew who they were. They're a giant company. Here's another giant company, which is Royal Agio. They are giant. And here they are. With their toes in the water, basically, of the U.S. market, but don't watch them. Watch this company because they got it. They got it in every, every other country in well, the world. Well, was, there was talk uh, early on that uh, the reason that Drew Estate had taken over distribution was that uh, Royal they, would buy they, them. Were, they were thinking about buying them. Right, right. And, and it would be that way. It wouldn't be that Drew Estate would buy them. They would buy Drew Estate. Right. Oh, no, no, no. We buy you. You know, this is how, how they are. So let me ask you this, and I don't know if you're privy to it or anything, but um, we only have the small footprint in the U.S., and we have um, FDA um, laws now that say you can't make new products and things like that. Is Royal Agio looking around and interested in buying other cigar companies? That, uh, to be honest, I mean, I'm sure it's always a possibility, but it's something that I've never been a part of. I mean, I've only been with, you know, I actually haven't even had a chance to sit down with Boris since I've come on board. Um, obviously, I have in the past, so I, it's something I don't know anything about right now. So I take that as an interviewer as not a denial. It's not right. a denial. It's not a denial. So therefore, <laughs> uh, we can use that. We can go. We go. <laughs> we're going to run with that. Yeah, we're going to run with that. <laughs> Zeb, do take you it, think? Take it what you want. Do you go. think that the cigar industry has gone the way of the record industry? Is it important for smokers to smoke your entire cigar album, or should they just buy the single? Uh, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, to start out, you know, I definitely say you, you start on the single. You know, you have to understand if you're going to have an interest, if it's going to meet your flavor profile. You know, I used to joke, I, I started my, my consumer goods career in the beer business long before all the craft beer. And, you know, the, the question always was, do you start on premise or do you start off premise? Do you want to release something for somebody to try at a bar 
or at the liquor store. And it always made sense to me. You start small. You want them to try one. And then at that point, if they see your quality, they know how good of a product you make, even if that profile doesn't meet what you were looking for, that gives you the option then to say, okay, well, they do this. Well, what else do they do? Let me try something else. You know, also, I've always found, and as a guy who came into this business that wasn't really a cigar smoker when I started, I was very casual. As people taught me as I was a rep, as I was on the road, I was hanging out at Tinderbox in Charlotte was – you know, you'll hear that a cigar is Dominican or Nicaraguan or whatever you're going to hear, but they taste so different that you really have to go across and, and start small and just go little by little and give them a try. Nice. Okay, so Zev, what what does that stand for? That's an odd name to me. I don't know yes, any it, other. It's an odd, it's an odd name to everybody, um, including it, myself. No, is, uh, is it my short? First, the, the, it, it actually means it, I come from a very religious Jewish family. It's a Hebrew name. Um, it actually means wolf. Um, I can like, see you know, that. It's not short for anything. It's just the Zev. Well, it's funny. You know, it's not short for anything. But if you meet people with me that grew up with me, there's about seven different things that they say. Nah, you're lying, everybody. So I guess I could tell you that it's officially just Zev. But if you want to have fun with it, it's either Zephri or Zevraham. But no, it's just Zev. I tried the Zevraham. Didn't I go there? Where was <laughs> no, I this morning? <laughs> Where was I, I, I think you went with Zebediah. Oh, you went with Zebediah. <laughs> Actually, no, it's funny you say that. When I first moved to the Carolinas and I was traveling around a lot, you know, I would go into these, these very rural areas and they would ask me, your name's what? And I would actually say Zev, like Zebediah. So that way it would just... Ah. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, you're very good. All right. No, that's... I'm, I'm like... No, he's not. <laughs> but I, I've, never heard the, I've never heard the name before. But you can be Cher, basically. You can be Madonna. You just have one name. Only because uh, you can't pronounce no, his last name. That's why you're pushing for do this. You know, I'm pushing for it, but also, do you know another Zev? I do not. Uh, so you're just Zev in this industry. I think uh, we go with that. Actually, my original email when I was at Drew Estate was my full name, and we changed it to Zev Atz so that way people could actually figure out how to type it. There we go, and it's easy enough. So I, I like it. Three letters, it's so simple, easy to say, easy to pronounce. It's one word. Zev, do you have any heroes in the cigar industry, anybody that's influenced you? Uh, in your in your career here? Well, I mean, one on top of all the rest that I know I've mentioned him a couple of times is Craig Cass. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, he he, uh, he owns the Tinderbox cigar shops in uh, North Carolina and Charlotte and South Carolina and Myrtle Beach. He was the president um, of IPCPR. He, he really helped me in my career from the beginning. He's always been a supporter and a believer. Um, he's the one who pushed me to take the job with Camacho. Um, you know, so and I look at him as his success as a realtor, his involvement in the industry on the legislation side, yeah, the IPCPR, TAA. I mean, somebody who really who who puts this industry as the mainstay in his life um, from, from a manufacturer side. I got to be honest, it's, it's almost everybody, whether I like their cigars on my pre flavor profile or not to take the chance in such a small niche market. Um, among everything and to, and to put their love and their loyalty into a handmade product and to go out there and either take abuse if people don't like it or, you know, this industry, unlike any other, you're face to face with the maker. I mean, right. most people don't get to meet Augie Bush when it was with Budweiser or even a lot of the craft beers that have made it or whatever it is. I mean, these guys have, have started something from nothing. And especially you look over the last five years, how many of these guys have said, you know what? I'm going to make a cigar, and I'm going to tell my story. So, you know, that's not me. I'm not a creative guy. I just want to be the guy to help them sell their product. But I have a lot of respect for all of them. I mean, it really is amazing to see. It's, it's such a small percentage of people that enjoy this product, but they're so involved. So what is your flavor profile as a, as a cigar smoker yourself? 
my you know my flavor profile has has always been it, it's real cheesy to say but straight down the middle medium you know there are times I was a longtime cigarette smoker that I wanted that 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 feel that nicotine to to that full body but you know I, I like things that I can taste before I can feel I like things that are smooth that are very complex have a lot of different flavors going on you know. I've never been a big believer in describing cigars by what I taste because everybody tastes things differently, but I want things to be for me that I can enjoy in the morning, I can enjoy in the afternoon, that I can enjoy in the evening after with a dessert, just down the middle. You know, I, I like some hints of pepper and spice to it, but nothing that's overbearing. Um, a little natural sweetness has always been great for me as well. We're smoking the Balmoral Anejo XO, and Anejo means strong. Is that what it means? It, do, it does by definition, yeah. yes. I mean, and again, strength is a funny word to me. I mean, it, this is strong to me in a, in a feel and in a flavor, but not in an overbearing sense. And I, and I agree 100%. So as I'm, I'm tasting the cigar, as far as flavor, I'm going to say it's a 10 in flavor. It's got a lot going on. But maybe a six and a half, seven in strength. I have no problem. Slow down smoking. how fast you're smoking and it'll go down to the real number, which is like five, six. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, would I say six and a half? So I'm, re I'm really, you're just going to pick on me for half a point, but correct. I kind of know what I it. do. It's part of my charm. Zev, uh, is your company uh, angry about the direction the industry in the United States is heading or are they going to view this as an opportunity to shine here in the U.S.? Well, first and foremost, I think anybody who's involved in premium cigars and tobacco of any sense in this country is angry about the direction that we've been forced to go. Um, you know, obviously, we, we look at it as an opportunity, but so, you know, it's an opportunity for everybody. It's a time for us to step up and show our trade, show what we can do. Um, but as a company ourselves, I mean, this is why one of the reasons that I would think that we went independent by ourselves in the U.S. right now. A lot of people are walking away. A lot of people are, are closing their doors. A lot of people are selling. And obviously, that's an opportunity. But for me, that was one of the draws. I mean, they're doing this at the most stressful time there is because they have a belief in their products, and they, they really think they can make it through this. You're going to be at IPCPR this year? Yes, I will. It'll be my ninth straight year, tenth straight year. But this year at the Royal Agio booth? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're gonna um, we got the uh, United booth right right near them, right next door to them. Um, all right, so let's see what the panel is getting for flavors here. Uh, I'll hold mine off to last. I have it exact. By all the right. way, I want to see how close you guys get. I wrote you've, it down. I have it. I nailed it completely. Admittedly, you've never tasted uh, carob. Carob. I don't carob. even know what it is. It's a chocolatey type of thing that they grind up, and you can make a hot chocolate type product. It's without, got a, without having hot chocolate. It's not chocolate. There's no uh, caffeine in it. So it's a caffeine-free substitute. Okay. It is very sweet, and it has some amount of chocolatey component, but also a nutty component that goes along with it. Mix in a little cayenne pepper, and you have this cigar exactly. Ed Sullivan, you say he nailed it, Ed well, Sullivan, huh? I don't even want to go now that, because... That's more for the carob than for the pepper. See, I don't know what carob is, so I can't comment on that. For me, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a Bavarian pretzel. Uh, subtle saltiness, a little bit of wheat. There's definitely an earthy component to the cigar, and that's what I'm getting. Well, you got the salt, but the answer is grilled meat with salt and pepper. Hint of molasses, a hint of sweetness that's in there, but salt is a major component here. It's a salty component. Little bit of pepper, but actually more salty. Yeah, a lot Sullivan, of flavor. Ed Sullivan and I do not agree with you. Well, I don't know what carob is. 
Can I have some carob? I'll bring you in some carob <laughs> for you. You're not going to like it. No? No. If they don't have the drive through at McDonald's, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. But you're not one to taste these flavors and cigars, huh? I think it's fun. Uh, you know, for, for me, I, I taste things that I define myself. I, I've... I, I've never really tasted specific things. I mean, in this one, I do taste hints of. It's funny you're using this this product that I don't even know either. Carib. It's called Carib. But to me, I taste cocoa, not chocolate. Almost the the basis of the cocoa plant. Little hints of that, and it's a little nutty as well. Um, I always have tasted spice myself. But outside of that, to me, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, I used to start my my rep jobs as here. Smoke the cigar. You tell me what you like. So. You know, everybody's palates are different. We all taste different yeah. things. Well, it sounds like your palate and my palate are exactly the same and that the rest of the panel is incorrect. I don't know about that. Do you, have you, it's, when, it's when you lose your hair. So you are a cigarette smoker. <laughs> do you retrohale your cigar? Do you blow it out your nose? I do probably every, every five to ten puffs that I do, and a lot of that goes back to I like that burn that you get out of it. I like the feel. I also uh, – it refreshes my palate a little bit, so I do. I mean, in all honesty – Back in the day, as I was smoking cigarettes and cigars, every once in a while I'd look like him and cough a little bit because yeah. uh, accidentally inhaled. But no, I've always retrohaled. All right, because there's a major sting. Now there's a lot of pepper when you blow a little out your nose. See, That's I, what I was talking about. Yeah. It's a little minty for me when I'm doing the retrohale. Really? I kind of get that chocolate mint without the chocolate. All right, so we got a lot of people smoking a cigar along with it. This is a full-flavored cigar. Full-flavored medium plus yeah it's like a six in strength exactly. but it's like an eight in flavor and uh, Ten. i have it from one of our fact checkers my buddy peter that in yeho is aged it's yes. old okay and uh, fuerte is strong and is it true the xo is hugs and kisses no uh, uh, i'm laughing you guys did that just yesterday somebody texted me that they tried or that they tried the uh, 18 which we no longer make i text back you should try the xo and it kept flashing these little hearts and hugs <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i don't see that that's barry what meant, but yes i guess according <laughs> yeah. to Celtech and phones that's what it means all right so we're gonna go with that well uh i'm looking forward to meeting you i don't think i've ever met you before face to face so no, we've, we've walked by each other all right we'll see you at the show and uh will you have anything new that you'll be announcing yes, or showing yeah. We, we will have new at the show. We are going to be expanding the Balmoral line as well as releasing some new items as well. That's about as much as I can say today. Oh, come on. Give us a little something. Yeah, no one's listening. What, what's yeah. the, what's the first letter? What's the first letter of it? <laughs> B, like Balmoral. But it's the Balmoral and it's something else that starts with a B. First letter is an S. Oh, is an S. Okay, it's the Balmoral. S for fired because you just made him give up too F much information. <laughs> F or S? S is in Sam. Sam. So it's the Balmoral special selection. I was making like a this. joke. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to go with it anyway. We're not going to get you fired. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us here on the Cigar Authority. And we're Guys, gonna... I appreciate it. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you. That's Zeb from Balmoral. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, what's up in the cigar world? And one thing that burns my butt this week, did you hear about the high school graduate that the school thinks uh, they can still control. Mr. Jonathan sold those young men, all 18 plus by the way, those legal cigars. And they got in trouble over it. We're gonna dig deep into that when we return. We're live at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. 
That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where twoguyscigars.com comes in. It's the number twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at twoguyscigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com. Thank you for your business. We're gonna have fun. When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, May we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, 
The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part, La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Soundstage right above Two Guys Smoke Shop. In Salem, New Hampshire, now in our ninth year, you can find the Cigar Authority on social media. Please be our friend, subscribe to us, give us a five-star review. I ask for it. I'm not seeing a lot of them. Come on, throw us a bone. We're back on the Cigar Authority. So uh, we're smoking the Balmoral, the Anejo XO. It's good. It's good. We got everybody in the care package smoking so long. What I like about it is... and. in doing the experiments that I'm doing over the temperature and the strength gate thing, yeah. I've changed how I smoke cigars. And I've realized that I've been smoking classic, mild cigars that come in at a two or a three yeah. fast to get them up to a six, right? Now I can smoke a medium plus to full-bodied cigar. And I don't, I'm not going to say I have no problem, but I know when I start to feel that tightness in my chest, I slow down. This... I can almost smoke it faster because it's it really isn't delivering with a, an abundance of strength nicotine-wise, but it is delivering with the flavor. So I've decided I like full-flavored cigars, but I don't like full-bodied cigars. I want to have a lot of flavor, but mm-hmm. I don't want it to hurt me. I don't want it to make me sick. See, I would, th- I would say that you're saying the same thing, that full-flavored and full-bodied They're are very, the same. Very di- this is full flavor. There's a, f- a lot of flavor. Compare this to a mild cigar. But what about, not a lot of flavor. What about wine? Wine that's full-bodied isn't inherently more strong than, because of alcohol than a less full-bodied wine. Mild, I don't know you're, that. You're describing sure. a taste. We've got to find a term for nicotine strength. 
so that we can evaluate both of those. One is flavor. You like full flavor. Well, body is a reference to flavor, and strength is a referring to strength. So a full-bodied cigar is full in flavor. Correct. Full-flavored full cigar, but not strong, not what, not nicotine, nicotine. strong. Right. The, the strength, though, I'm, I'm near the halfway point, and the strength is starting to creep up creep on me. Up. Like, I feel like it's gotten a little bit stronger. Well, Actually, both of you are smoking cigar fast, faster than I am. So I'm going slow because I have been doing the same thing. Yeah. And maybe I'm starting to like stronger cigars. I think that that's on. the case. I, I know from my personal experience that's been the eye-opener this week as I'm experimenting with temperature and trying to see what the speed of the smoking does for the temperature and all that. If I smoke it slower, I can enjoy a stronger cigar. Now, what happens if you go back to a mild cigar? Do you start going to the regular speed? You end up no, what ends up happening is I smoke it, and it's mild, and I'm smoking it slower because I've changed my smoking altogether, and I don't like it. It's too mild for you. It's too, there's nothing going on. I'm smoking air. I'm wow. smoking 10 cigars a day now because all my whole collection is all mild cigars, and when they're gone, I'm going stronger. That's it. And, you know, um, you know I, for Cigar uh, Aficionado magazine, every year since the very beginning of it, they send me a questionnaire this time of year each year. When you see the thing that comes out and they say, this is what retailers say, I'm one of those retailers mm -hmm. that they, they mention, um, and it's been going on forever, and they end up asking you know, the question of what is hot right now. And instead of just, do, you know, just answering what, I, what do I think, I go right to the computer program, and I see what the difference is from last year to this year and stuff. Just so I can answer it as, as honestly as possible. And accurately. Not how yeah. I feel. And as I did this experiment, and I have all the things printed out on there, and it was just yesterday that I did it, it does look like fuller-bodied cigars are gaining ground. And smaller cigars are gaining ground. Not dramatic. It didn't take over the 60-ring-gauge cigar, believe me. But those, both of those things... Are creeping up a little bit. Have increased. The other thing I'm starting to do is I ask people at the register, they come up with a, a full-bodied cigar and there are a few and they put them on the counter. I ask them, do you consider yourself a fast smoker or a slow smoker? And the vast majority of these leather-tongued people that I was judging prior to this of you just don't know what you're talking about, you're just looking for this nicotine rush, they all smoke slow. Yeah. There's one or two full-bodied guys that I've lost all respect for that smoke full-bodied cigars as fast as they possibly can, and they rip through them in an hour, and it should be taken two hours, whatever. That's the silent majority there, minority, rather. Well, Christian Aroa this week released the uh, TAA Salomon as part of the first 20 years. Yep. I think there's still a box or two left at twoguyscigars.com, shameless plug. Here we go. Uh, but Christian describes that as a two-hour cigar. I saw somebody in, in one of our stores smoke it in 45 minutes. I'm like, how can you even enjoy it when you... I mean, cigar smoking is about slowing down your, your roll, relaxing. It's all about the deep breathing in, out. What are you, you doing, you, yoga while you're smoking? Yeah, it's kind of. Downward-facing dog with a stoke sticking out of your mouth? This is our yoga. I pay to so see you, that. you need to slow down. And you I know, pay to see it. You sick individual. <laughs> $50, Barry, to go I'll do downward-facing dog right now. As long as you're not behind me, okay, <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. I didn't say downward-facing doggy style, kid. Yeah. 
Barry, scientist Jonathan will, of course, report on this with all his testing, but I think if you smoke too fast, your combustion temperature is higher than you want it to be to get the maximum flavor out and of And that's cigar. something that, I, that I'm, I don't want to do too much for one show like I did the last time. So well, Is your cigar starting to go out on you because you're slowing, smoking slower? More the, often than I, can't, I can't divulge all this stuff. We're going to have to do this for that show. But there's, there's, there's a component to leaving your ash on that changes things. I'm, uh, we're going to have to change our cigar tasting. Everything is changing now as a result of these experiments for me. And after 20 years of smoking cigars. I'm enjoying them more than I ever have in my life. Because you learned something that you have not shared yet. Correct. But I can't share it wow. because I'll blow it. I, I've got a whole show planned out for but this. But the, the basic key is smoke slower. If you, especially if you're going with a stronger cigar, you've got to smoke it slower because you're going to be you're going to overpower yourself. All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for what's, what's up? up in the cigar world, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. Well, here in New Hampshire at the Manchester-Boston Regional Airport... They're following other airports by removing indoor smoking lounges. Yeah, I saw that. The Manchester Airport is replacing the smoking lounge with a potty area for service animals and traveling pets because, you know, that smells less offensive. Uh, throughout Florida... How bad is that? We lost to the potty area. It's just getting worse and worse. <laughs> Dog urine. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Throughout Florida for the month of June, J.C. Newman has digital billboards on display to save the premium cigar industry. The FDA is appealing a recent ruling that prohibited the lawsuit from Texas retailers to be moved into the existing lawsuit. The arguments for the Texas lawsuit is, begin to, is scheduled to begin on June 26th. All right. When you go to your favorite brick-and-mortar retailer, you'll see a little sign there, and they got little cards. You fill out the card and just give it right back to them at that. It's a post Post thing, is already paid. Already, already paid, paid for. And just fill it out. They'll mail it out for you. Go do it. Make it happen. Go to a brick-and-mortar retailer. This week, fill out that little thing. It's going to be... What, just your name and your city and state. Yeah. Fill it out for yourself, for your wife, if you've got a kid that's 18. And uh, let, let, let it be heard that we're out there trying to fight. And here they are actually paying the posters and going an extra step. And they're, they're awesome, the people at J.C. Newman. They're trying to save their butt, but they're trying to save your butt, the retailer's butt, everybody else at the same time. So they, they're stepping it up. And the Food and Drug Administration this week announced extensions to the three advance notices of proposed rulemaking, the AMPRM. And the premium cigar AMPRM has been moved back now to July 25th. So it's more important now to get those cards in because that window's been expanded. Yeah. Uh, our friends at Cigar Journal have begun voting for the 2018 Cigar Trophy with the nomination process at CigarJournal.com. That runs from now until June 13th, and then the final voting will begin on June 20th. And it's a rite, as Dave alluded to at the break, it's a rite of passage for many. You graduate high school, you light up a cigar, and you celebrate adulthood. So has been the tradition for Saugus high school students. However, seven student athletes have been banned from partaking in the playoffs for their school programs. The school states that the student handbook prohibits the use of tobacco at school functions 
Meanwhile, the athletes state the rule has never been enforced at past graduations. Uh, one item of note, the students did not get in trouble at the graduation from teachers or other parents. They only got in trouble after the superintendent saw a picture on social media. And that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up? Okay, let's dig in a little bit on that last story. So Saugus, Massachusetts, it is... Uh, 20 miles south of where we are right now. I lived there for 10 years in Saugus. Uh, my daughter went to Saugus schools that are there. And um, they have a, every year they do it. I mean, this is a, what? What, what am I looking for? They tradition. Tradition, right? Every year, it happens here in Salem, New Hampshire. I hate to even say it out loud because they do it too. A lot of schools do it. They have gone through. Parents come in. And say, my kid's graduating. I want to, it's a tradition. I want to get them a cigar. That's it. And right after they graduate and they throw their hat up in the air and they've graduated, they're out at that moment. They are not part of the school anymore. They light a cigar and take a couple puffs on it and take a picture with it. And because this is the key to what a premium cigar is, it's a celebratory item. Yes, it is. Right? In other words, br- taking the cork off champagne, right? It's a celebration. Or what it is. So this ends up happening, and somebody takes a picture of these five kids. Seven. Seven, seven kids. Seven kids. The, the event is over. The kids go home. They smoked a couple of puffs of the cigar, took a picture. It's cool. They, here's the day I graduate. They'll have this picture forever and ever. Here they are with the cigar. And uh, it gets up on social media, and then the, the um, superintendent... superintendent Jumps in and says they have a playoff game coming up. The the finals of their lacrosse. Yes, I, lacrosse. I lacrosse. Those kids in that picture, none of those can even play. So the reason that I believe that I sold the cigars to them yes. is there was a group of seven kids that came in. One of them was wearing a Saugus shirt. I remember because I knew you would come from Saugus, yeah. that area, and so. We walked around. We kind of joked a little bit. I made fun of them. One of them was wearing socks and sandals, which is a big no-no as far as I'm concerned. You get your, your Didn't butt realize it's, it's as bad as smoke, not as bad as smoking a cigar after right. you graduate, right? And uh, so I ended up, I carded them all. They were all over 18. Yep. They were all over 18, which is the, the, the smoking age here in New Hampshire. New Hampshire where they bought the product. Is the problem that the smoking age in Saugus, Massachusetts is 18? None of that was mentioned in any of the stories well, that they violated no, was, any laws. It, it wasn't mentioned that they it violated there, laws. There, there's two problems, I guess. First off, I think in Massachusetts, no one is allowed to smoke on school property. And we're talking about school property. Outdoors on a football field. And the second part is, I believe, the um, Massachusetts uh, athletic, whatever the governing body is, forbids the use of tobacco. Now, well, while you're on a team. Yeah. Now, having said all of that, you know, to me, if you choose to enforce something that has not been enforced in the past, you can at least give and that happens a every single up. year. Yeah, give right. a warning. You know, this year it will be forewarned students. We're going to enforce this this rule, but because right now it's a rule that's not enforced. No, now it's enforced. But, but, well, Prior now it to is. that, it wasn't. But not only are you hurting these kids, you're hurting the rest of their teammates who have fought right. all year. 
for something that the teachers themselves didn't say anything at graduation, say, hey, you, you might want to put that out. Right. It was only when the superintendent, who was sitting in the comfort of his own home, the next saw day. the picture and said, you know what? My wife's giving me a hard time today. I'm taking it out on I these I want to know why this creeper is following, the, following these kids on social media. Right. That's maybe, what I want to know. Maybe there's something wrong with him. Huh? Let's look at this guy. Let's check him out and see if... Uh... Obviously, some sort of alleged pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> is that, can I say it as long as I said alleged? Yeah, as long as you said alleged. I think you're good. Okay? <laughs> All right. We got, a, we got a no in the audience. He's shaking his head. No. Oh, no. You can't say that. Don't be an asshole, Aaron. <laughs> Supposed to be getting my back over here. Yeah, they're 18. Leave them alone. Oh, my uh, God. This evidently, their parents are okay with it because they didn't say anything to uh, them about smoking. There it. is an opioid crisis. Yeah. There's a heroin epidemic, and this mm. is where you're going. So, so Jonathan, I, I think the concern was that it wouldn't be a pedophile because they're of legal age. They're 18. Ah, all right. That's what that sticking so point there, Aaron. Yeah, has. just kind of a, a general pervert, allegedly. Yeah, okay. pervert. allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> alleged pervert. And, and a, an alleged asshole. Can, you know, he. Why? I don't even think he could say, have to say alleged because to <laughs> yeah. us, he is an asshole. Why do you do that? And, and it's so much press that they got on it. Every channel I went to, every blog, every single thing, it's like the biggest thing that yeah. happened out there. This is a, a, a rough area of stuff that's going on it's, there's murders and deaths and all kinds Gang of stuff violence yeah you got ms-13 here you got so much going on and that's the item right that's where you go because it us as cigar smokers there's nothing worse they have dog urinating and, and crapping at the airport and they're actually welcoming it they're bringing it in as long as you don't light up a cigarette or a cigar there it's okay it's just wrong it's the worst thing and who's standing up for us? Not a lot of people, man. We've got to stand up for ourselves. 100%. Well, we're going down. You've got to fight for your right to Absolutely. light up a cigar. <laughs> or in the dog's case, to pate. <laughs> I, I think there might be a major churn. I mean, it's getting so ridiculous. I, the I pendulum has to swing has back to, in the other say, way. All right, this point. is crazy. It's ridiculous. Stop that. Enough of this. It is crazy. And right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. I'm going to say that this one's going to be uh, not one of your greatest stories, but probably decent because that was a decent read on the front, and that's how I predict <laughs> Good read is usually a bad story. Well, the story came from you, so. Uh, this week in California, Mad Max and Waterworld became the same movie as two bills were signed that limits the amount of water a person can use. According to the new law, until 2025, only 55 gallons of water can be used per capita daily. In 2030, that's going to be lowered to 50 gallons. What does that equate to? An eight-minute shower uses about 17 gallons of water. A dishwater, about six. A bath could use up to 80 gallons of water. 
washing your clothes. Not if we're in there. Well, that's about <laughs> it's a, a little bit less. Of a, little, a little bit less to me and you. Uh, washing your clothing, forty gallons of water. So California is the question that lies before you. Will you choose to wash your balls or your underwear? And that's not only <laughs> insane; it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, uh, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Think about it. Laundry takes yeah. 40 gallons Ooh. of water. A it, shower, 17. That's 57. You're over the limit. And they can measure this, right? They're going to be looking at this, and they're going to... This is going to be like the global warming thing, and people get fined and stuff, and... I mean, they can look at your water bill, say you use X amount of gallons divided by the two people that live in the house. You, you went over your daily limit. You're going to get fined. Is there a way we can speed up California from falling off of the, the continent? Is there a... You got people running for office going, against, going seriously against... Again, the pendulum has gone too far. I think they're going to see a major change over there. You're going to watch the election this time. It, as left as that is, watch what ends up happening. I think we start seeing some changes. It's just gone too far. I agree. It's gone too far. Next week on the show, are the big manufacturers out to eliminate the small family-owned cigar brands and retailers? Some people think so. And you'll never believe who the people are that think that. And we're going to name names next week on the show. The following week, June 23rd, Steve Saka joins us for the launch of the Steve Saka Firecracker, or better known as the Mikarita Firecracker, right? Our pronunciation's on point today. Yeah. Well, it Querida. Querida. With a D. I think you used Querida. the T sound. All right. Querida. So we'll have Steve on. He's going to have plenty to say, I would think. Yep. He always does. Uh, the following week, Eric Newman will be on here. We're talking about Newman putting these things out. We're going to see uh, where we are. We're talking June, thir June 30th. We're going to know a little more where we are at that point. And Eric Newman from J.C. Newman will let us know uh, on that day, June 30th, uh, following to July 7th, I'll be getting ready um, to head out to IPCPR. We'll give you a recap of what we know of new things coming out. And we, this is uh, something we work on uh, right up to that point to get all the information we can. Um, one informative thing I'm, I'm going to tell you that um, some of the manufacturers out there are getting bigger and some of them are getting smaller. And uh, I've actually done some work on that, and uh, that'll be a little surprising to see there. And July 14th is the No Dave Show. I'll be at Yay! the show. You guys got it? You got, you got plenty of work to do on that? Oh, yeah. You're going to tell people how to smoke, and I enjoy this guys better than they do, and lots of science going on It's worked for me so there. far. And a lot of listenership on that show that I end up missing out, so uh, oh, that's yeah. great. They 30 friggin' mailbags It's like it. the first five good. Uh, laps of a NASCAR race. You tune in hoping for the wreck, and then you right, right. move on. Uh, the following week, I'll be back from IPCPR, and uh, joining us will be the cigar surgeon, uh, all the way from uh, Canada, and um, uh, he's also with Developing Palettes, and um, we'll get uh, plenty of information with the cigar surgeon. Yeah, find out if he hyphenated his name to John McTavish Reiner, or John Reiner McTavish. But he just, he just he changed his name, and you have not, so yes. we'll get into that. And lots we of had a conversation about the hoops, and more power to him for finishing it, because I've given up. Um, I do yeah. have a mailbag I have to read. All right. <laughs> uh, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Dave writes, not, Dave. This, not you. All right. Another Dave. Because I didn't write a thing. Howdy, gents. New listener that just started at the beginning of the year, caught up on a lot of the past episodes while working. That said, Ed Sullivan is the man. Yeah, he is. Barry is a badass. 
And All Dave right. is a true gem. But dear, sweet Mr. Jonathan, bless his heart. Since you are reading this, Mr. J, please go ahead and announce your candidacy for some government office because you continually prove you are full of fertilizer. Ah. You should bag it up and sell it to a potato farmer. The care package is awesome paired with the podcast. It really changes the experience of the cigar. Have only um, had one cigar that I haven't enjoyed. I won't mention what it was, uh, but the rest have been amazing and guided purchases that I've made in various brick and mortar shops. Uh, keep it all up. And uh, keep lighting them up. Damn the man, etc. More cowbell. More cowbell. You can have more cowbell. Just put cowbell in when you're buying something. And that is uh, Dave, a.k.a. The Oki Show. I don't know if that means anything to you, Barry. No, it doesn't. Maybe but someone I am in the a chat fan box. of Dan. Yeah. Dan has a new his fan. Name's, his yeah. name's Dave, oh, by the Dave. Way. Dave is very perceptive. <laughs> he nailed it. Nailed it. All right. We're smoking the Balmoral Anejo XO. And what is our final decision on this? I've been smoking it. I, I could go another hour with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Barry is on to something now that I'm on the second half. You were a little further ahead of me before when I got that um, you feel okay? carob. Uh, but a, a large, hard pretzel. But I'm, I'm a, a disagreeing ah, with both of you on the salt being on the outside. This is... The, the very salt. salty. Yeah, no, very no, salty. no. This it's is the salt pretzel. on the inside of the pretzel. The salt affects your palate with kind of a, a hard thing right up the middle, and I'm not getting that. I'm getting salt as an afterthought. Isn't salty the tip of your tongue? Because I'm feeling my tip of my tongue is tingling. Shut up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me taste. <laughs> but I'm getting a salted pretzel and uh, hints of wheat. A lot of salt. And there's wheat in a pretzel, so. Wow. Yeah, I'm getting Very salt, salty. Salt is an afterthought. And, and not in the big chunks of salt. Not no. the little sprinkle there. No. Big chunk of salt. Not little sprinkle, not big chunks. Big chunk. The kind that you take the bag at the end and you, you just eat the salt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and crunch it. Just opening up windows into what goes on in your world, Barry. <laughs> I'm with you. Clearly, this is all water retention. From your salt. No, obviously. <laughs> Uh, oh, God. So we nailed it, right? So this is the Balmoral XO, and uh, look for it at brick-and-mortar stores. You're going to start. They, they have their own sales team now, so they're going to be out there as opposed to a page on Drew Estate's book. They're out there by themselves, and we'll see uh, how they play up and watch them. They're a big company. You think they're a little company. They're a giant company uh, playing small right now. By the way, Wayne in the chat room said Ed makes this a really big shoe. Big shoe. Ed doesn't like being referred to as the, that other Ed Sullivan. He doesn't like it. <laughs> the late, great Ed Sullivan. But, you know, our listeners can do whatever they want. They can. I'll just, have to, I'll just have to hear about it on Monday. Did you hear what that guy said? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, lots of letters piling up in the mailbag. There are actually emails uh, that uh, um, they are not piling up. I don't know. Oh, they no. have a pile. They are piling they up. They are piling up. Uh, we'll get to them uh, next when we return um, with a Drew Estates subculture that is ours. We'll get to that next. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now streaming on YouTube, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. This Wicked Pisses show will be right back. Oh. 
Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create the this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. 
Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is good smoke. This is the Cigar Authority. Smoke a cigar? Sure. The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. You'll get nothing and I get With your host. You smoke vile cigars all day. David Garofalo. Oh, that's fine as long as you're imported. Mr. Jonathan. You should have caught me before my operation. Barry Stein. I never drink. Why? And Ed Sullivan. Might even lend you my light up. So it's time to light them up. <laughs> the Cigar Authority is here. You have finally done the show about nothing. And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Soundstage. We got something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. It's not blue. It was supposed to be blue. We're going to get to that. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. I was wondering where the hell you were going with it. It was supposed to be blue. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> and you're listening to The Cigar Authority now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right, let's have a little snack. A little chocolate right. in between to add to our salt. I like snacks. A lot of salt in that cigar. <laughs> Almost none. <It's>, uh, <laughs> practically imperceptible. Totally wrong. Remember, everybody's smoking that cigar, so they know I got the taste. Eclair. 
Dave took two, so I'm taking two. <laughs> you didn't have to bring it up. Everybody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I love an eclair. So that you, was you're nice. taking them in bites. I'm just going to pop this thing like an aspirin. Nice. Eclair. Too bad it didn't come with napkins. Oh, you could. You got the inside of your I shirt. Inside you're of shirt. I'm all set. Yeah, a little messy, but all right. Look, look at this mess I made. Holy God! <laughs> I'd like the record to show. No mess. You popped it too. Now this coffee is something different, it, but I think next week we're going to have coffee, the bulletproof coffee. We'll try next week. But this is a high-altitude Colombian. Correct. It's grown uh, near the equator. It's good. In the drug world, the high-altitude is the stronger drugs, right? I, I don't know. I can't comment on that. Barry, what do you know about that? <sighs> no comment. Yeah, I think it was, right? The yes. high-altitude? Yeah, it was grown in the mountains for a reason. Yeah? <laughs> Peru. Yeah. A lot of Peruvian product. Yeah. This Not is that good. Ed Sullivan knows anything about that. Sean the barista, this is good. I like this coffee. This is good. This might have to be my new one, Sean. I like this. This is good. Yeah. I agree. I think we got a new favorite here. All right, quit stalling. All right, I'm stalling because this is not <laughs> this is not my go-to type well, of let's, cigar. Ed Sullivan, if you can pull it up on the screen just so people can see it. A little sneak peek. So this is the Acid Amigos. It comes two cigars banded together. Yeah, take it without the cellophane so they seem nice. In a cellophane. Out of cellophane. pigtail on the top there. It sticks straight up. And this is part of the subculture? Subculture, yep. So this is, uh, I came out with this cigar a long time ago. I came out with the cigar. And uh, it was Acid Amigos, and the idea is you don't smoke it alone. Barry, you got the press release on this, right? Yes, I do. So on Monday, Jewish State will be announcing the return of the Acid Amigo, an acid subculture collaboration with Two Guys Smoke Shop, a Drew Diplomat retailer here in New Hampshire. In 2002, Jonathan Drew invited Two Guys Smoke Shop to be part of a small, limited group of retailers with their own unique sizes and blends of acid cigars, known as subcultures. The Garofalo brothers were excited and found in their research that the first Cuban cigar to be sold in Boston, where Two Guys Smoke Shop began their business back in 1985, was a brand called Amigos. Trademark. David Garofalo, president of Two Guys Smoke Shop, noted, Dos Hombres is technically the direct translation of Two Guys. Since cigar enthusiasts are such friendly people, our logic was when you were walking down the street and you got two cigars, if you share some, one with someone, you instantly have a friend. Dos Amigos. We were honored to be one of the first retailers in the country to join the subculture program and are proud to continue with our diplomat membership. Now, I was told that Dos Amigos is like, it should be just Amigos, which would be two friends. Sure, right. you, you, it's plural. So I pluralized you it. You pluralized I plural. Yeah. I, I you butchered spoke. something not well, only in English, but also in, in Spanish. <laughs> Correct, and that's part of my charm, but go ahead. Acid Amigos features a Connecticut shade wrapper complemented by a blend of premium Nicaraguan fillers with a smooth, sweet, and aromatic infusion. Acid Amigos are 5 by 38 finished with a pigtail head, and wrapped by two under the same band. Amigos are presented in 40-count boxes, 20 Amigos of two cigars. They retail for $9.99 for the two sticks, or $159.99, which is a savings of almost $40, or 20% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. 
From his Winwood safe house, Jonathan Drew, president and founder of Drew Estate, stated, David and the crew of two guys are not just amigos of the subculture movement. They are friends. Which seems like an oxymoron because amigos are friends. There we go. This is a store that I personally conducted my third cigar event ever back in 1996. Two Guys Smoke Shop has a decorated history that is an intricate part of the New England cigar culture. Acid Amigos is a really badass little subculture. Look for Acid Amigos to hit Two Guys Smoke Shop shelves and their online shop on Monday, June 11th at 9.15 a.m. online, 10 a.m. in stores. There'll be a limit of two boxes per person, and they're sold exclusively through Two Guys Smoke Shop's three locations in Salem, Seabrook, and National Hampshire, as well as online at twoguyscigars.com. All right. You have a chocolatey mess. I do. <laughs> all <laughs> over <laughs> you, all over your paperwork. And, and it's it, like you've never done this and before. I, and I wipe it off everything, and it just comes back. It's you like eat rice. It, you it eat just, at least. No, and sand. It just keeps coming. You eat at least a donut a day. I would think you'd be a professional at this point. I don't know why it got such a mess. It's on everything. It's everywhere. The backs of your hands, your it's, knuckles. It you is. It's, it's crazy. Did, was there, did a bomb go off? I don't know. Chocolate bomb. Um, so, honestly, not a big fan of the flavored or... Let's not use the F, F word. The what? It's infused. 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 Um, but it was on fire back when it first came out. It's still on fire. It's bigger than ever. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, let me get on this and make this cigar with two at a time. They buy two at a time, and we'll double sales. People who want one, you have to buy two. You can't actually buy one. <laughs> and um, it went very well, and we bought it over and over and over again. And for what reason, I don't know what happened, the orders stopped coming in. An order was placed, mm-hmm. and an order stopped coming in. I'm going back many years ago, more than 10 years ago. And... Steve Saka, who we're going to have on in a couple of weeks, he became the president. I go, Steve, and I've known Steve for a long time. Perfect. I got this brand, Amigos, through the Estates. Get that thing cranking. He mm-hmm. says, I never even heard of it. And I said, I had it for years. You, he, he wasn't one that would smoke mm-hmm. this either. That's why he made Liga Pravada, right? So uh, get it going. And they're researching and trying to find it. And I'm showing him pictures of it and everything. And his whole tenure there, nothing. And then he's out, and we try to get it through the next person that's in charge, and we're working on it. Let me tell you, I got, I got a dozen years into bringing this cigar back. I hope it works out, because I got like literally 12 years trying to bring the cigar back. And uh, we'll see how it takes off or, or what, but they're holding off. We have them. They're all set. Monday they go out, and uh, with any kind of luck that this thing takes off, it can be a continuing brand. You know, right now it's a limited thing that we only have 500 boxes, uh, two per person, uh, because we want more people to be able to get get it as opposed to somebody piling up. Um, if it works out, they say we can continue continue doing this. Very interesting how this cigar is capped. You've got almost a quarter inch of cap, and I'm wondering if the maker anticipates this being a rookie cigar smoker cutting too much off. I'm going to intentionally cut a little too far, more than I normally would, and I want to see what happens Well, on this. I'm also going to tell you, this perceived the firecracker. Okay, this was before 
preceded, I think, is the word you're looking for. Okay. We're going to butcher the English language while we We are here. not going to butcher anything. <laughs> you are butchering both the English and the Spanish yeah, language today. Yeah, look at this. Today. This reminds me of a firecracker where the fuse partly fell off, <laughs> and you're, you're trying to light it while, while being as far away as possible, ready to run, because it's a short fuse. Even Much like Jonathan at, on a bad at the day. beginning, they were making cigars with curly heads. In other words, um, wrapping the curly head around, but I wanted it to go straight early on and then going from there to the firecracker and stuff. So you see the early early stages of what the firecracker could be. And if we ever did a acid firecracker, it'd be easy enough to do. Just make the tail long, a little longer. longer on this or whatever it is. But I got the perfect cold drawer once we get to the cold drawer. The cold How is yours segment. cut yet? Well, just in case it's dead air, I'm ready to talk. All right. Mm-hmm. Time to cut our cigar. <laughs> that hard to believe. <laughs> it's time to cut our cigar. Official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand, while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So the cold drawer on this cigar, juicy fruit gum. Ah. <laughs> That's all when you hit that before you even finish saying it. <laughs> you, you know why, Dave? I just happened to be with Barry when he was doing a review on it. Ah. He told me at the time, and he nailed it then. So you've already smoked this. I've already smoked it. I'll have the review going up Monday. After the show today, will be by Marl. But Monday, a full review on this cigar. Juicy Fruit Gum is a, is a gum that I had to stop buying immediately. Because you would, kept swallowing? I did. Three or four or five chews, and it's gone. Start again. <laughs> Remember the apple one, sour apple? Yeah. Same thing. Three or four or five chews. Well, that was Fruit Stripes, wasn't it? Fruit Stripes? Yeah, this is Juicy Fruit. Ah. One was by Wrigley, and then Fruit Stripes was by somebody else, I think. You know the red peppercorns, when you get the the trifecta of the peppercorns? Yeah, I do. Well, the red one has a very distinct taste to it. So what would you take that out and and try it by itself? By itself. Yeah. So this is, as Barry said, the the, um, Juicy Fruit Gum, but just a on the cold draw, just a little bit of that red peppercorn. Yeah, I got no pepper. That's because you've never eaten a red peppercorn. So a little sweetness on the tip, slight. Yeah, I'm hoping is, that goes away. There is away. that juicy fruit gum t- mm-hmm. thing. If you were to lick the inside of the juicy fruit gum <laughs> wrapper. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that powdery goodness. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to light our cigar with the... Uh, you can zoom into this one. Yeah, this time. we can. So this is the Margaritaville show Land that, Shark. Show them that cap. Look at that cap right there. Looks, looks like a bottle cap. It comes in a six-pack. You could, you could buy the six-pack, I guess, for 120 bucks. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's three jets. You've got the double wall protection at the top. You've got the easy adjustment wheel at the bottom. And this is put out by Vertigo, but it is branded as the Land Shark. Retails for nineteen ninety nine, and it does include the patented Vertigo big ass tank. Where would you expect to see Vertigo here? It says fins up. Right. Yeah. Is there's that- no there's no Vertigo branding on these, although they they all look very familiar. We've seen these lighters before. So fins up is that something that um, that singer says? Uh, I, I Jimmy would Buffett. Assume, I would assume so. Parrot head. But like, Why fins up if he's a parrot head? I don't understand It's that. that Caribbean lifestyle, so maybe the shark in the ocean. I like cheeseburgers yeah, in paradise, not yeah. the song. I like to eat <laughs> cheeseburgers in paradise. You ever, you, ever, you ever drive home and you smell somebody's barbecue in the neighborhood? I wonder if that's how sharks feel when there's blood in the water. Mm. So you, I just, I have just you ever smelled like, it and actually shown up? 
Like, you're not even part of the thing? <laughs> you know the answer to that question. <laughs> you thought about if it. If it's a neighbor, I have. I, <laughs> I'd like to put some sort of microchip on his forehead so we can hear all of the stuff that he rejects. <laughs> but he's not going to say, nah, you know what? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> right, right. So sharks, It'll they smell the blood in the water, and it's like a barbecue from the neighbor's house. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what you didn't say. I should probably reject my too soon moments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You are very fast on it. Though. Yeah, I get text messages. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm like, all right, I got to come up with something. Wow. Very quick. Very quick. You are. That's what my wife says all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Getting some laughs in the audience over here. You know, so I smoked this cigar early this week. I was actually looking forward to smoking it again. Really? I, I hate acid cigars. No, no Whoa. disrespect to our friends at Jersey language State, there. But I actually like this because of the juicy fruit taste. Yeah. It's mild. I'm going to say that I was expecting that first puff to absolutely suck. And it does not suck. That's probably the best you're going to get out of me on this, but it, it's subtle as opposed to slap you in the face of, I haven't had a, an acid cigar in years, to be honest with you. As I recall, that it was overpowering of that flavor, and I'm not getting overpowering of it. It fades a little bit because, you know, it's a smaller cigar, so there's more of that strength of the tobacco present that takes no, away isn't. the flavor <laughs> of the infusion to a degree. I don't know. It, it, it's so tough, you know. We buy all those cigars. Well, we sell a lot of acid cigars. We sell a ton mm -hmm. of them. So people love it. Yeah, there's not. The, listen, I, I that's said that's a loyal customer, an acid customer is loyal to acid brand. There was a kid that was in looking to get a cigar for his uh, graduation. He was 18. I carded him before we continued the conversation because he was wearing socks and sandals, and you guys know how I feel about that. There we go. <laughs> so he said, "I show." He's looking for something on the mild side, so I show him something mild in his price range, and he said, "Do you?" Do you have any, any acid cigars? Almost like he was ashamed. And I go, listen, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Acid cigars have brought a lot of cigar smokers mm. to yeah. the game. So if that's what you it's like. It's a gateway drug. If, that, <laughs> if that's what you feel like you, you want to smoke and, and that's going to get you to smoke a cigar as a celebratory thing, by all means, get an acid cigar. You and don't have to get the one you I think it does bring a lot of people because at the register, I've had people walk up with Padrones. An acid, and I'll say, but well, you buying those for somebody else? Well, no, I started with those. Every now and then, I like to have one. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So uh, the following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hi guys, John writes. I've enjoyed the shows for many years now, despite Barry's apologies to that fact. I've also been enjoying your mm -hmm. arguments over nicotine strength versus full-bodied flavor. Being a regular consumer, I really only want to know if a cigar has a strong or harsh tobacco flavor. I do want to know the flavor profile of a cigar. I've never had the feeling on my chest that Mr. J seems to feel with a strong cigar. I'm not it. even sure what a cigar with a strong nicotine would taste like. I did feel nauseous only twice over the years from a strong cigar, and I assume that would have been the nicotine. Therefore, I agree with Mr. G that the taste of a cigar's strength is more important to me than the nicotine strength. But Mr. J's explanation of the nicotine strength sounds right to me as well. I just don't know the effect that the nicotine has on a strong flavor profile. Maybe I'm generally confused. My friends would say that is the case, LOL. We One are. more question. If nicotine in cigarettes is suppo the supposed addicting ingredient, why wouldn't cigars be as addicting as well? Just chiming in, signed John. Now, to that point, the 
cigarettes, the cigarette companies put other things in there Chemical that additives. is not tobacco. For example, we know from conversations over the years past that Marlboro Cigarettes is number two to Hershey's Cocoa for their consumption of cocoa as an ingredient, right? There's, there's a chocolate flavor to a Marlboro cigarette. They also add things into there to, aside from adding nicotine, but to allow your body to assimilate the nicotine faster. That's the problem. You can only, as Christian Aroa pointed out, a puff is a puff, right? So when you take a puff on a cigar, you're consuming about the same number of grams of tobacco per puff. A thinner cigar, it's gonna go, seem to be faster, right? A thicker cigar, it's going to seem to burn slower, but you're consuming roughly the same amount of tobacco in that ember, and you're delivering that amount of nicotine to your palate. Stronger cigars, you smoke them faster, you're going to get that heaviness on your chest. So I'm guessing that John is a slow smoker, if he's almost never that, felt it. Because that's what you're working on now. All right. That ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Each week we pick a different battle. Today it's, um, let's go with change the past or see into the future. Change the past or see into the future. Effectively the same exact thing. No, mm -hmm. the past is the past. You could change it. After it happens. Or you see into the future. And prevent it and from happening. You prevent it from happening. You get the same outcome. I think it's a stupid question. I'd How rather, much money do I, I get for answering this? I, I don't know that you get to prevent it from happening. You're seeing the future. Is, yeah, is you, can't you just see into the future. Mm -hmm. You can't prevent it from I'll happening. I'll take it. I'll play the lottery every week. I'd rather see into the future. In that case, I'd I like would to have, change I would, something in the past. I would, have, I would have known to take the Warriors at a sweep. I would have known um, no, the lottery No, according numbers. to Ed Sullivan, you may not be able to make a change based on your knowledge. No, he can't change the outcome. What he sees is going to happen regardless of what Barry may do. It's like Back to the Future. It's like having that book with yeah, all the sports the things. So you, you, your whole thing is money-driven. 100%. But going into the past, you can save something that didn't... You can reverse course. Correct. So something horrible that happened in your life. But who's to say that's not going to, even though you can go back and change it, who's to say it's not going to continuously happen? You can keep going back and change it. Then it becomes. You only get one. Then it becomes Groundhog Day versus. You change. Ah, back you, to the future. Doesn't say how many times you can do it. Change the past or see it, into it, the future. It, it's one time. Where does it say that? <laughs> change the past or see into the future. One time. I'm going the opposite of Barry, just out of spite. Just because you're not liking the question. <laughs> I don't like the question at all. Ed Sullivan. I, I have no regrets. Let's see into the future. You have no regrets? You pulled it off 100%? Did you do it? You no regrets about being producer? All right, regrets. <laughs> I, I, I have a few, but then again, too few to, to mention. mention. <laughs> there we go. And there's the answer. i got to get too few to mention. All right. Uh, Barry's about money. It goes right to money. <laughs> I likes, can make money into this. He likes the money. He likes the money. I like being the opposite of Barry, so I guess I hate money. You don't. You t you're going back to DJing, I heard. That's not for public knowledge, thank you. All right. <laughs> Nobody's listening. It's a one-shot right. deal. Need Never the money. mind. The money was right. <laughs> the money was right. All right. Following message submitted through the Contact Us page. Uh, greetings and salutation on highly exalted ones. And Mr. Jonathan, 
I think you understand why I'm reading this. This email is in regards to fixing lighters and the Strength Gate show. As much as it pains me to say this, I do have to give props to Mr. Jonathan in regards to his lighter repair segments. I had a couple of lighters in my arsenal that I performed that have performed poorly shortly after purchase or even before using them. Ultimately, these lighters have failed and been in my junk lighter box for quite a while. I had attempted to get them working by ghosting them as per Mr. Jonathan's past segment regarding fixing lighters that were having issues, but to no avail. So after listening to the show, I was intrigued and attempted to address the repairs to my faulty lighters, and I'm happy to say that with the videos, I was able to repair these lighters and have been using them a great deal since the repair. Nice. A big thank you to Mr. Jonathan for demonstrating how to investigate and repair butane lighters. I don't know if you saw it. I know you listened to it. I listened, but I didn't see it. I took the camera, rewired it around this way so it was pointing this way. It was pointing toward the audience so that when I, worked, when I worked on the lighter... You could, the camera's in front of me, you, it could see what I was doing. Uh, and I think that's what made the difference. So well, if you haven't seen the episode and you still have lighter issues, more than well, likely the ghosting, you can skip the first half hour and go to the second half hour, and I show on camera how to address that governor issue. But keep in mind, when you're turning lighters up, it's a quarter turn at a time only because yeah, you you're dealing it. with an explosive fuel. You don't want to have See, a fire on your hands. I don't have to watch the episode because what I do is if I have a lighter problem, I wait till Jonathan's in the vicinity and I just kind of play around like I have no idea what to do and he takes it and fixes it. Yeah. I used to be pretty good at it and then my eyesight got worse mm -hmm. and I can't see that small anymore so I hand it off to him also. Yep. And if you're in the area... This is why I have so much practice because I fix everyone's <laughs> lighters in the store. Remember when there was a show, Barry was doing something to a lighter and the thing... Lit up. Yeah, didn't oh, do yeah. anything other than just light it. He <laughs> sabotaged he it. He didn't <laughs> adhere to the quarter turn rule. Yeah, whatever it was. Holy mackerel. All right, squeeze in one more. All right, we'll go with a shorter one here. Also submitted through the Contact Us page, the Mr. Jonathan, it starts. And I picked this one at random. You have motivated, motivated me to try and take control of my life and pursue an intermittent fasting diet. What has me the most curious on this, though, is how it will affect my cigar consumption prior to starting. I barely noticed any nicotine in cigars, with it having little effect on me. I'm curious if this diet will make me more susceptible to nicotine sickness. This will be magnified since I'm smoking less with a newborn in the house. I look forward to seeing how my experiment goes and want to know if you noticed anything on your journey. Obviously, on mine, I will only smoke bigger cigars since they aren't stronger there we go. as small cigars. Brother of the Leaf, Dozier. Uh, All right, Dozier. Uh, All right, we're smoking the Acid Amigos here, and I mentioned uh, early on that uh, something old, it's an old brand, uh, something new, we brought it back, mm -hmm. and it's new right now, uh, something borrowed. The, the blend is totally borrowed from them. When you smoke an Acid Amigo, mm -hmm. you'll see what it most resembles because it's a borrowed blend that's happening there, and something blue. The thing that happened here, if you, if you happen to have the old Acid Amigos, and I don't know anybody who does, but, uh, and I certainly don't have any more of them, the band was blue. And this band that they use is the band that the subculture yes. began of what it, not on mine. Mine was the blue band for a certain reason, but all the people have changed that are there. And they ended up, you know, and I went through it with them and everything, but they ended up giving me this band. Now, will the next ones be proper and not be this one? Only time will tell. I don't know. This could be a collector's item. Well, the collector's item is the original Acid Amigo box. 
which had the label that had a very um, pornographic image <laughs> in the background. You could say racy. Okay, racy image in the background of somebody's girlfriend. Yes. That yes. They, the story became so popular that they had to get rid of it because retailers got pissed, not realizing it was there. Nobody could see it. And they got rid of it, and now it's just a plain, generic orange subculture. And you know that exists on other other brands, other countries that make cigars. There's certain things in certain cigars. We do a whole show on some of these things that people don't realize that are happening on their cigar Mm -hmm. bands and and, uh, box labels. To answer Stephen's question, by the way, Mr. Dozier, the uh, answer is no. I've noticed no effects from fasting on smoking cigars now that I smoke slower. Now that you smoke slower. But before you did, when we... Well, I just, before it, I just stuck with mild cigars, so I didn't notice anything different. But now I haven't eaten anything except that eclair since yesterday at 4 o'clock, and I had no problem smoking the Balmoral. You made a mess over here with the eclair, all the chocolate sauce. It's here anyway. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, last week you said Mr. Jonathan Barry were willing to set themselves on fire for $50. Today, I brought in money in a classic three-way. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavana Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. 
The Laurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars. You are listening to the Cigar Authority. On the United Podcast Network. And we are back broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. All right, we got another message submitted through the Contact Us page. That looks like a novel. Zip your lip over there. (laughs) Uh, I'm not one to comment on controversial subjects. But but I'm commenting. Luke writes, but after listening to the four of you go round and round in circles over Strengthgate, I had to stop the podcast and write to you before finishing the episode. Apparently, I have too much time on my hands. Perhaps an unbiased outside voice will help bring a little clarity to this issue. David. Yes. The original question about strength posed a few months ago was over nicotine strength, not intensity of flavor. On this point, Mr. Jonathan is not wrong. Barry. <laughs> not, he's not right either. He's not yeah, wrong. Actually, Rudy, said, Rudy had a totally different response to that. Rudy said that that wasn't the question. I don't know what to tell you about that. Barry, you are lovable in your own strange way. <laughs> but your inability to see the obvious sometimes astounds me. Christian Aroa put it best when he said a puff is a puff. And when you heard this, you agreed. Yet, when your scientist made his case that smaller ring-gauge cigars deliver nicotine faster than larger ring-gauges. Scientists in quotes. It is in quotes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you st- uh, staked your entire argument on this idea, completely lo- overlooking the puff as a puff concept. Unless you are puffing the smaller cigar at a more frequent rate than you are the larger cigar, there is no way for the nicotine to be taken into your body faster, no matter how it, in quotes, appears to you. 
Just because the sun appears to revolve around the earth doesn't make it true. No! Mr. Jonathan, I admire your passion and commitment to research, but I think all of this effort to prove yourself right, you missed the point. In episode 126, you smoked the LFD TAA 50th, a cigar Stephen Poirier wanted you, uh, warned you was very strong. This guy's hot. Even by LFD standards. <laughs> but you were able to smoke it without much trouble because you smoked it slowly, giving your body more time to metabolize the nicotine. Thus, yeah. I believe nicotine strength has far less to do with ring gauge and far more to do with smoking method. Speed. Puff so more he often, agrees with the scientist. If you puff more often, you'll be hit with more nicotine regardless of size. Puff less often, the nicotine will affect you less. When I think of times I felt sick after smoking a strong cigar, it's usually been when I was in a hurry to finish the cigar and smoked it faster than I should have. Ed Sullivan, you've been a great addition to the show. I think you've known the truth all along, but have chosen to side with Dave and Barron's <laughs> just to give Mr. J a hard time. Give the guy a break, will ya? Wow. That guy is pretty good. I want to know what Luke's background is. Does he have a scientific background? Uh, or he, is he just giving his I am, opinion? I am sure. He has too much time on his hands. I I'm know that. sure that Luke will write in. And, uh, and let us know. I've had enough of strength gate. I don't know about you. I'm going to speak for all the listeners out there and say enough. Let it go. Uh, Listen, I got 27 more emails to go where? about this. Everybody has an opinion. Yes, but if it's the same, if, the, if everybody's coming out with the same thing, you don't have to just pick well, one that you, you're going to go Dave, how about this? We, we can stick with it until he comes out with the next one. Is that heat gate or what is the next one? It'll be one? heat gate, I believe, yes. Heat gate? Okay, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? $10 cash right now. Hmm. Go an entire minute. One minute, and we're going to do this right now without blinking. Starting now. I don't know about this. Riveting radio. That's all. But see if you can go one minute. Without blinking, I'm going to be honest. Look at the camera. Don't look at me. Yeah, we're trying. I Not blinked. Blink. I'm out. I blinked the light. <laughs> as soon as I turned into the light. Over. Over. That this is great. way different than in your <coughs> office. I was able to go almost 50 seconds in the office. I don't think 50 seconds. Maybe 15 mm-hmm. seconds. The, the lights mess with me. Imagine that. You can't do it. I tried. I, I tried I, a bunch of times. If I was able to keep staring at you, maybe. But as soon as I turned into the lights. Imagine you can't. Not blink for one minute. Hmm. I, I know you're all that. trying it right now, but one minute, you got to be honest with yourself and see if you can do it. But I tried a whole bunch of times. I couldn't do it. I think in a dark room, I could pull it off. It's all about the iris. Yeah. Moving. So, so I guess we're unanimous on this. Everyone will try it, but yeah. nobody's getting 10 bucks is no, what you're saying. Absolutely. What was that movie, Clockwork Orange? Where yep. They held the guys up and they put an eye drops in them to... To keep his, did you ever see it? No. Yeah, they use that freaky device movie. to pry yeah. his eyes open. Yep. Make him watch porn. <laughs> well, you don't have to pry my eyes open <laughs> yeah. for that. But no blinking. No blinking. So, Stanley Kubrick film. All right. Uh, Sam writes through the Contact Us page, thank you for the quick response and for going even further in addressing the issue on air. I was the guy with the flamethrower vertigo too. One of the hoses on the lighter was busted, so I ended up saving the rest of the lighter for parts I was listening to some old episodes going back to 2010, the ones with Tommy G. They were pretty cool. Uh, There was a pretty cool feature of the show where people could call in live and ask questions. Seems like something I myself and I'm sure others could really benefit from. Any chance of bringing this back? Some sort of new segment or tie into the mailbag episode? Thanks for all the info every week. And thank you to Mr. Jonathan for all the help. 
Signed, Sam. Bless you, Dave. Thank you. We can we could do it, right? Uh, call in. No, we would have to have some advance notice, just like we did with Zev, and have them set up on uh, on Skype. We had at the time Bless we you. had uh, a Skype phone number, that Easy Jail nineteen number. Yeah, it still has. I don't think it is. No? No, we had let Skype go by. Wow, we let Easy Jail 19. It just rolled <laughs> off our tongue. It's such a great number. The problem was that although the, the cigar consumers that called in absolutely added to the show, but then other people would call in and try to make it a commercial for one guy yes. had a dealership, dealership. Yeah, and he's calling in every week trying to get yeah. free plugs on it. Just it, it's, So what you're supposed to have is a somebody. A call screener. Screener right now. Right. Screening it to make sure. So. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But other podcasters would possibly want to do it, like especially the political guys and things like that. We should look into it. Not as a video Skype, but audio. Okay, we got a caller. Boom, boom, boom. Whatever. Could, could the producer talk to him before? No. Absolutely there's not. No, there's no pre-audio on that. It's Sullivan, no How way. Many? How many headphones would you like Ed Sullivan to have? Because he's going to need an extra set of headphones. He's going to be switching back and forth. His mic is live. Boom. It doesn't work that Pick way. Pick the phone up. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It would have to be I, I a red like, phone. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't I, like the answer. To, I, I, like I know the, you don't like that answer. Because it's not the right answer. Because the answer is not you can't do it. Yes, Ed, it I can. didn't say you can't do it. Ed Sullivan, I said I can't do it. What were you saying earlier about you know an engineer saying it can't be done? You just go out and find another engineer? Well, yeah, what, we what I always, Please. So we could just go out Please. and find another Mr. Jonathan? What, what, Someone. What, what I always said to We're hiring. Engineers that said... Yeah, you can't do that. I would say, well, no, you can't do it. Do I need to get somebody else? Right. Yes. Cause, yes. Because <laughs> it can happen computer-wise. It can be done. No doubt about it, right? <laughs> so, it can be done. Yeah. Not on that board. Rudy's saying. But yes, to, it can be done. Rudy's saying to watch out for Luke. Next thing you know, he's going to show up at Mr. J's house, start dressing like him. <laughs> it's a fatal attraction waiting to happen. Ah. <laughs> That's not nice. Rudy, I expect better from I, you. I like Rudy. <laughs> He's my peep. There we go. All right, let's get to the classic three-way. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. We have five questions and one tiebreaker. Ed Sullivan, you're the champion? Yes, sir. Charles E. Hires sells his first root beer in Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Name the brand and the year. The brand and the year. Charles E. Hires. Quit Googling it, Barron. I'm going to go with Hires Root Beer in uh, 1892. 1892. 
I'm going a little off the beaten path. Uh, A&W. Oh, God. And <laughs> it is uh, 1944. Okay. I'm going hires in 1938. 1938. Um, everybody is over. 1869, and of course, Hires is Hires Root Beer. Never heard of it. <laughs> really? Never heard of it. Really? Not much of a soda guy. Hires Root Beer? Okay, so this one, I'm going to give you a point for the year, and I'm going to give you 10 points. Whoa. 10 points if you end up getting what I'll be asking in a second. Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly on Back to the Future, Alex P. Keaton from family ties in Mike Flattery and Spin City. Diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, uh, he has since become an advocate for research towards finding a cure. Today is his birthday. What year was he born? And what does the J stand for? What is his middle name? Uh, I'm going to say he was born in 1960, and for my 10-point guess, John, or a derivative thereof. So 1960, John. 1952? 52. Jebediah. Jebediah. I'm going 1961. 61. And, you know, I thought about Jamal, but I thought that unlikely. So uh, I'll just go with James. You got James. Somebody's got two points, not 12, but Ed Sullivan, two points, 1961. I I knew because he was born the same year as I was. Really? Okay. But his middle name is Andrew. Michael J. Fox's middle name is Andrew. And for our friends in Canada, he's a Canadian. And how the hell is your name Michael J. Fox and your middle name is Andrew? How does that happen? I got nothing. Rudy, answer this question. How is this possible? So I know nobody would get it anyway, but Ed Sullivan gets two points, and it goes over to... Barrents. Barrents. Johnny Depp, the actor in... Edward Scissorhands, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Born today, what year? Johnny Depp. 1961. 61. I actually happen to know this, not because I studied, but I was talking to Pete about it. I don't know if you saw the news stories this week where he looked like a corpse. We were saying, I wonder how old he is. So it's 1963. He says 63. I already wrote 69 down, so I'm going with 69. 63 for two points, Ed Sullivan. Happens yeah. to know that. Th- thanks to Pete. Thanks to Pete. Pete, thank you, Pete. We got four to zero to zero. Two questions left and a tiebreaker. And it's over to Mr. Uh, yes, it's me. No, I went first. It's goes to Ed Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah. Ed Sullivan went first. He was the champion. I went second. No, I went. Well, and I, I, Barry just went. Yeah. yeah. All right. Whatever. Um, no, whatever. That's a fact. That's a fact. Did you get an extra point for that? No. <laughs> Comedian Richard Pryor suffered burns from freebasing cocaine today. What year? 1982. 82, he says. Uh, 1978. 78. 81. 81. Mr. Jonathan gets a point at 78. It's 1980. Mr. Jonathan is on the board. Woohoo! We have one question left, and we're just going to do it in case Barry is able to get a point and not be disgraced in front of everybody. <laughs> Donald Duck's 50th birthday was celebrated in Disneyland today. Donald Duck's 50th birthday was... What are you doing, Googling? I am doing math. <laughs> okay. 
Donald Duck's 50th birthday is celebrated in Disneyland today. What year? 19... What year are we in? 1960. It says 1960. Ed Sullivan. 1975. 75. Uh, wouldn't it be 1968? You, 50th, you are correct. You're saying 68? You're saying 68. You're going to stick with 68? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's like 68. 75 will take the point. It's 84. Ah, uh, it was his 50th birthday in 1984. So he was created in 34. Yeah, so he's because he, the way he read the question is 50th birthday was celebrated yesterday. It was celebrated today. Today. In Disneyland in 1984. It was his 50th birthday. Oh, oh, I missed that part. Yeah. I, I should really pay the, attention. Yeah, the way you read the question, <laughs> I thought today was his 50th I birthday. I said it three times. I don't know why you would get it wrong. It was crystal clear to me, Dave. Absolutely. That's why you got the point, and that's why you won five to one. Mr. Jonathan just got lucky on one, but. It's not even a game anymore. Ed so, Sullivan just takes it, double points. So Rudy has answered the question. Oh, okay. Why Michael J. Fox's middle name, J, name stands maybe. for? There was already a Michael A. Fox in the Screen Jay. Actors Guild. J. Right, right. There was a Michael A. Fox in the Screen Actors Guild. So he changed his middle initial to J in honor of actor Michael oh. J. Pollard. Hmm. Wow. He couldn't be a Michael A. Fox because there was one that already existed. Ah. Well, he could have been Michael Fox. Could have been. Or Vivica A. Fox. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's no interest to anybody, but I want to <laughs> mention a um, new event coming up. This is uh, Cigars and Guitars, a United Cigars experience. This is Friday, September 28th, right here at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop, 6 to 9 o'clock p.m., September 28th at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Learn to play some smoking blues guitars with Guitar Ninja founder Jason Land, who happens to be a regular listener of the show from California, rocking out with us. He's going to come here. He's going to teach you how to play the guitar in one lesson. A couple of hours, you're going to leave here knowing how to play a song. Okay. And... For the $59, you're going to get two cigars plus access to his Guitar Ninja online lesson course that's out there. You can certainly not come and, and go on and find the Guitar Ninja's online lesson course and become a member of that. But if you're anywhere in the area, sign up for the $59. We'll smoke a couple of cigars. We'll learn how to play something. And then after, you get even better and better and better. So this is the gift that keeps on giving. There you go. All right. I like that. It's something different. 100% different. Yeah, so nobody's done it, and if this ends up working out, Jason asked to try it out here at, at uh, Two Guys With Us the first time, and he may go across the country. So if you're a retailer and you like what you're hearing, look uh, the Cigar Ninja up, Google him, find him, Jason Land, and say, I want to do that. But let him test it out first, see if he's got it down, and uh, then search him out and uh, get it at your store or your favorite store, Bring that up to them, and uh, this is what, what it's becoming now, you know, is experiences. Cigar right. smoking is an experience. Don't get rid of that. You're okay. going to need that all the way till September. Well, we're just going to sell out quick. By the way, when we do events, it's so amazing that right before the event happens, we give you plenty of time notice, and everybody wants to buy tickets at the end after it is totally sold out a long time ago. 
So say you're going to go to a concert or something, you know to buy tickets in advance of a concert because trying to buy them the day before, forget about it, you can't get it, or two days before or three days before, it's long gone sold out. You want an opening game of the Red Sox, you don't buy tickets that day, or maybe you go and try to get it from a scalper, but right now we don't have people scalping our tickets yet. I was just going to ask, can I buy a block, stand outside the day of event and scalp them? You'd probably do very well because there's so many people that want. We just did the Rocky Patel event. We must have had 100 people looking for tickets at the end, uh, at the last minute. Yep. But I don't know. Maybe they're looking at the weather. Is the weather going to be good or something? But we're going to sell the thing out. So if you want to get a ticket, we're telling you way in advance, $59, you get two cigars. It's going to be a nice night. Come on up. What day of the week is it? It's the middle of the week, right, I think? So Friday night. Friday. Friday. Okay, Friday, September 28th, 6 to 9 o'clock, three hours. That'll give us time to get to know them, uh, smoke some cigars, yeah. and uh, learn. It's good stuff. So that's that. What else we got? Nothing. We're out of time. That is it. So uh, next week, we are going to go to... Uh, talk about the cigar industry that it seems that uh, the big companies are out there trying to keep the little guy down. That's what people are saying out there. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, I got a lot of information to share with you. I'm going to name names. You know, we've said before, this time I'm going to name names because they're coming out. They're okay saying that they have a problem with what's going to go on, so we're going to name names. It's Father's Day weekend, and we're coming out, and we're going to say it. Very nervous about this. Yeah? I don't like it. I right. love it. I don't like when you name my names. middle name. Yeah? It's not controversial. I mean, this is people are saying this thing. We know, being in the retail business, we're hearing it all the time from the manufacturers. Sure. So this is behind closed doors, what people are saying. It's time to pull the curtain back and come out and say what people are saying. And maybe something will change. If you come out and say it, right? We're going to see if that happens. We'll do that next week. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's more than likely you've learned nothing else in the last two hours. So always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.